welcome once again to the Stadium Journey podcast. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Our website, stadiumjourney.com, is the world leader in sports travel information with reviews of over 2,500 stadiums around the world. And we are more than just an awesome website, about to get even more awesomer. Connect with us on all of our social media channels at Stadium Journey. You can find audio versions of the Stadium Journey podcast simply by searching HIAC Talk Radio wherever you find your favorite podcast. Video simulcasts of our podcast can all be found on Stadium Journey's YouTube page. And our classic bag catalog, we've been doing this for over five years, ladies and gentlemen, can still be found at VOCNation.com. And if you would like to be part of our live studio audience online, we record live every other Tuesday night at 7 Eastern at DanLaw.tv. We got the whole gang here tonight. Dave Cotney's here with us. Follow him online at ProFan9. Mark Vikas can be found on the internet at Ballpark Hunter. He's a multimedia empire. He's got t-shirts, too. Yes, they're on sale. <laughs> Check <laughs> them out. We'll talk about that later. Dan Calachico modeling his New Jersey t-shirt is here, too. You can follow him at DanLaw83. And I'm Paul Baker. I'm wearing a simple brown t-shirt. You can follow me at PuckmanRI. And tonight, we are glad, very glad to be joined, finally, by our old friend, He's not an old person. He's just an, he's been a friend of ours for a long time. Tim Capper, who's here to help us answer that burning question that is on everyone's mind this that summer. Can another professional football league possibly survive out there? I'm going to answer the question right now. No, it's not. We'll see you all later, everybody. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, seriously, Tim, welcome aboard. And uh, what, what prompted this discussion was, uh, I think, a couple of us were watching the USFL game earlier in the season, and we were remarking about the uh, lack of fans and the declining ratings and everything. So that kind of spurred the discussion. We thought we would bring our resident football expert here to join us. I'm glad to be here as usual. <laughs> All right. So I guess I uh, did not answer, ask a leading question to spark a conversation. So let's no, talk about it. <laughs> Well, let's talk about the USFL. Started with big hopes, and uh, has it fizzled out or has it been a success? What's your, what do you guys think? I haven't paid attention to it. I, I hate to tell you. I paid attention to it the first night because it was the generals who I supported as a, a young little lad of 8, 9, 10 years old. And it was a nice game. It was kind of fun to see the generals back in operations. It was a nice crowd. But after that, I just looked them up the other day. They're seven and one. I I didn't know that in, until I did some research for this night's episode. You know, it's uh, they're on multiple channels here in the United States. They're drawing numbers that, you know, I don't know if they're that respectable. They're better than some other auto racing numbers. But yeah, I I haven't watched it. it there's there's not that appeal you know and i'm thinking isn't this the time where they're making announcements of where these teams will play next year you know like in their own stadium in their home city so for me yeah it's it's been kind of a bust it's out there but so many things are going on right now that uh my attention's not on uh the new jersey generals or the league itself but i'm rooting for them that, don't, don't you mean the Birmingham Generals? Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. Everybody plays in Birmingham. <laughs> they, Birmingham as, General Breakers. And they, yes. they play, they, they will be taking on the Birmingham Stars. 
Or the Birmingham Maulers. Maulers, yeah. Yep, yep. No, you're right. You're right. It's like, I'd like, you know, I had a buddy. He actually came up to me right before the season began. He's like, yeah, I got a New Jersey Generals shirt and a hat. You know, this is so cool. I can get merchandise now. And it was kind of, you know, and I went on site to look at the merchandise and the merchandise that I sell looks better. It, it, this is very plain. It's like, come on, guys. Like, like have some stuff out there that appeals to to you know your basic white t-shirt with block lettering you know so i'm a little bit upset about that yeah it's to me it's it's like yeah it's out there but i don't know it's if it went away i'd be like okay there there goes another one you know bring on the xfl part three so (laughs) i don't know it's just it's hard to watch especially in 2022 teams playing at an empty stadium and i think they had a switch to another stadium because of a Garth Brooks concert this past weekend. Yeah, which, they played. Uh, they they've been playing on the uh, the new yeah stadium in Birmingham for the most part, but then they just played at Legion Field, which is like the. I mean, it's the historic Iron Bowl stadium, but you know they haven't played an Iron Bowl there in it forever. Yeah. yeah, and I hear so, that area town is just not safe anymore. But you can't. I'm, you can't expect like Birmingham. To, to support, you know, four football games a yeah. weekend. No, no. Every sure. weekend, every weekend. <laughs> like that's, I mean, that's not even a metric that 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 I think we can even bring into the equation. Um, is the USFL not just like an experiment, a television experiment? Like, can we, can we, can we as television networks uh, make a go of it on our own. Like it's, it's like slam ball almost right. Where mm. it's, it's, it's practically done in a studio. It's all owned by, you know, one group or whatever. Um, is it necessary to, you know, be playing in different places? Well, maybe, uh, but I guess at the, at the end of the day, you know, it, can they make enough television revenue to you know cover all those costs and if you think if they do go to real stadiums if they go to philadelphia and and new york and you know pittsburgh and all those places how much more is the expense right now you're the usfl doesn't own any stadiums they're not getting a they're not getting a sweetheart deal to play in any stadium anywhere they're paying rent, right? Plus you have travel that you didn't have before, I would assume, unless they're doing like the lacrosse model where they're flying people in every week, but I would doubt that. And, um, you know, is that, are they going to be able to make a go of that? J Rod says Birmingham draws a home crown when they played. All the other teams draw absolutely zero fans in the stands there. It's a bad look and it gives this perception that nobody cares. But in reality, if all the teams play their respective cities, they might draw a decent 10, 15 K. Yeah. You could. How does it differ I, from, this, from the Spring League? Which basically is what this was born from. You know, Spring, Spring League played in uh, two years ago, played in one hub, and last year they played in two, two hub cities. Fox, NBC, well, USFL. Well, that, well, yeah, that's that how too. it differs. Yeah, well, Fox owns. Yeah, Fox owns part of them. Yeah, I, I want to know the coup though. The coup that I want to know about is how did they get 
the game simulcast on Fox and on NBC for the opening game. You don't see that in sports today at all. It's like Super Bowl one. Yeah. But there's no stakes. There's no real stakes. Like J-Rod saying in the chat, Fox, Fox owns it all. There's no real... There's no real stakes. There's no real end game. It's just... It might as well be friends playing scrimmages. It's the PLL with city names in front of their teams. Really? I mean, how is, how is it different? I, the PLL will travel, like they'll kind of barnstorm their league. But, you know, all the teams are playing in one location on the weekend. They're all centrally owned. I guess I, I don't know enough to say how individually they're run. Um, but, you know. And, and Paul, I would like to correct you from earlier. Uh, well, I'll speak for myself. I was not watching the USFL. I've never watched the USFL. Uh, neither was I. I was trying to make it sound nice and smooth like we actually knew what we were talking about. Here. Oh, okay. So thanks for correcting me on that one. <laughs> well, I just didn't want to be lumped in with with the idea that I watched the USFL. The only USFL I've seen was while I was in a restaurant, it was on TV. And uh, like, like uh, you said, there was nobody in the stands. Yeah. So that's what, I think that's what sparked the conversation though. I was more invested in the original USFL. I remember watching games, having what would be pick them, you know, when I was getting to pick them and stuff like that. And, but yeah, this USFL, eh, you know, <laughs> Okay. Does it I mean, have anything in common with the original USFL besides the initials? Well, the logos. But, yeah, the, the some the of the names and logos and whatnot. Yeah, I'm sure well, they, all, the, they all sh- the logos have been updated. I, I'm sure if a uh, the quarterback for the New Jersey Generals throws, you know, thirty touchdowns, that will be the all time record in New Jersey Generals history, <laughs> dating back to Doug Flutie and Brian Sipe when they but played are, for them. Yeah, true, but these are new franchises. New franchises. They, they so they're not. They, they didn't carry over the. Oh, they didn't carry this. Okay. No, well, what, so. no. I don't see why they would. Well, why not? <laughs> why not? Well, maybe maybe not so much with Herschel Walker with his latest co- political comments down here. I would maybe try to separate yourself from that. But <sighs> yeah, that that that's the thing. Like I'm, I'm waiting for the news. What about 23? You know, you're you're not going to play in Birmingham again, is, or are they? You can't afford to. Yeah, I, I just Mm-mm. I know it's a TV market, but I mean I know it's a TV type of league, but you know I, I can see if you played in like like who who was talking about slam ball? Like to me that makes sense. Everybody plays in this one area, or the fan control football league. Everybody plays in this like specifically built warehouse for that league, and I don't even know where you can find that on on TV or the internet, Twitch. but. Twitch. Is it on Twitch? Yeah. And, and I'm sure they're doing well on Twitch. But, you know, like if I'm watching something, like? if I'm watching something on TV, uh, the USFL on TV, and I'm watching Pittsburgh versus Houston, and there's like five people in a, in a 25,000 seat, 30,000 seat stadium, that's not going to be that attractive. You know, it's, yeah, it's it's a little disappointing. You know, uh, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know where you go from here. You know, you yeah. have to have a league where everybody plays in their own market. Or you could travel the league like PPL. I don't know if that's an idea they're thinking about, and, and how would that be accepted? J. Rod says another problem that is is it's just bad football. 
to lower clo- to lower costs. These players got drafted, rushed through mm-hmm. camp, all within a few weeks, so you can't practice much, have zero connection with your teammates. You're just throwing 12 guys out on the field and basically making them figure it out. It I didn't even think of that. It can't, can't be any worse than the FCF where they have drafts every damn week. <laughs> also, Craig, uh, Greg wants to know, does the USFL actually even stand for the same thing? Or is it an orphan in initialism like ECHL or SAD? No, this actually has United States Football League on, on the bottom of their logo on their advertising, at least from what I've seen. They do, yeah. But the, and oh, and the, when I'm explaining the ECHL to somebody who's not a hockey fan, I tell them East Coast Hockey League. So To me, it'll always be the East Coast Hockey League. Too. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I will call it that because... Uh, I'm a rebel. We got yelled at the one time we did a ECHL podcast, Dan, and I got so much hate mail from one guy. Oh my God. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. East Coast Hockey League. Is that the the league that had the Alaska team? Yes. That East Coast Alaska team? Yep. They still have a team in Idaho and in Rapid City, South Dakota. Well, that's why they're they're the ECHL. The Utah. But you know the the That's the real telling number Idaho. for for the USFL is Idaho. is, is going to be TV ratings, and I, it it seems like it seems like the Fox game is is getting okay viewers, but the others are not overly spectacular. Like two hundred, you know, be, be, between two hundred and two hundred fifty thousand people. That's that's not great. The the bloody CFL gets between a hundred and uh, f- between fifty and a hundred thousand in the states, right? And and that's free programming, basically. So, you know, does the does the expense warrant those ratings? Jeez, I don't know. I don't think so. I've, I've tried watching so many Philadelphia Stars games, and just the presentation alone. I'm just, I'm bored. I'm bored the other way where when I watch NFL games, it's like, holy Jesus Christ, slow down. <laughs> and this is just, okay. Okay. I don't know. I tried. I tried. I'm just get. I'm starting to just think that football is just not for me anymore. I don't know, guys. Well, how often can you watch a game that keeps on trying to reinvent the sport by adding all these new rules? Some of them are cool. <laughs> I mean, but how many times can you say it's innovative when you borrowed it from the AAF and the AAF borrowed it from the Arena League and, you know, and so on and so forth? You want me to watch borrow the rules from the CFL? Yeah, well, that's okay. You want me to not be bored? And, and give me a two-point rule. You well, then you'll definitely have no one in the United States watching. Let's think what? about this for a second. So the USFL is, is new and innovative with their rules. They're trying to improve on something that is numerically the best thing going. <laughs> that sounds like new Coke to me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you new mean? Coke was good. You mean Pepsi? Pepsi, Pepsi clear. Crystal Pepsi, yeah. Crystal Pepsi, but at least Crystal Pepsi had Van Halen in those awesome commercials. Yeah, that's true. That's like when everything was. Let's do things clear and tell people it's good for you. I couldn't. I couldn't get over the mind block of 
drinking clear soda though. Crystal I got gravy. news for you. I hey, got Paul, news don't for you. drink Sprite? <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. Paul, I got news for you. Crystal Pepsi, it's Pepsi. Yeah, they, they re-released it. I don't like Pepsi either. They really they re-released it uh right, well the same year that first second run of Ecto Cooler uh yeah. for the conversation we had off air uh came out. <laughs> they had the Crystal Pepsi come out the same year. And I actually found something where I saw everybody going, I can't find any. I was like, Crystal Pepsi here. I picked it up. I was like, that's Pepsi. Eh, well, that sucks. So looking at the USFM, now, this is what I want you guys to think about. And it's just a generic question is that look at the USFL now. What's XFL 3.0 going to do to improve football once again? But then again, how is the USFL done versus what the AAF did? And so far, you know, all the way back to all the other spring leagues that didn't make it or did make it on, on, and that it were on TV. Now, the way I'm to understand, the way, I, correct me if I'm wrong, Tim, wasn't the XFL at least attendance-wise and TV rating-wise doing fairly well until COVID? Am I wrong on that perception? I think it was, for my understanding, I think it was doing okay. For it was I, doing, it was doing Some cities fine. was doing well. Yeah. 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 Like St. Louis was supposed to have about 50,000 people at the dome. Yeah. But we all know you have to have the, the big TV numbers to succeed in the bottom line. Yeah. Well, so, and how, how many weeks did that XFL go? I think two, two or three. No, no, I think, no, no, it went. Uh, no, they went right to the end. Six, six or eight. Really? Yeah, I, I yeah. want to say it was almost uh, uh, two months, and then it was like, oh, by the way, yeah, literally, literally, COVID stop it. Okay, but you know, look at look at you're talking about TV. You know, the new XFL has now announced a partnership with Disney and ESPN and stuff like that. I mean, but I don't think they bought in. But you know, with Redbird being involved, I think Redbird's involved with the new XFL. They, they got a ton of money. So, what's the, the, could be the difference between this football? The USFL, and we have, we have to include the CFL in there because that's another football league too. I know there's a plethora of, of football players out there, but how, I mean, isn't there a, such a thing as too much spring football? <laughs> yeah. Totally. No, I mean, right. the evidence is all there that it, there's too much spring football. Right. How many, you were just like, Rattling off an alphabet soup of failed leagues, Tim. I mean, how many did you mention there? Well, CFL still going, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, the CFL. I, I'll put the CFL as the only other one that's really been successful. Well, and, I mean, and I don't pay attention to any other one, so I'll, I, I'll, I, I will qualify with that. I love the CFL, but, but I mean, Tim, Tim, you know as well as I do, it's it's been hanging on by a string for probably – the majority of my lifetime, right? Oh, yeah. It just seems like that. It's, it's not like, it's not like what I think these guys are expecting that that there's this there's this big windfall and there's this inelastic love for football in the United States. Yeah, and and, and you know the promised land is there. You just got to provide more football, and and people are are just going to eat it up now. Can you think of a worse time to kick off a, a, a football league when you're right smack dab in the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs? That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Like even even if you want to be like you know, hockey sucks. 
or whatever, that's fine. But I mean, the, the NBA playoffs are, are no joke. And even though there's no Knicks, there's no Lakers, the, the Brooklyn Nets are, are long gone. I mean, no. Yeah, Brooklyn Nets we, are not that big. Who cares about those teams? The, the Nets. About those teams? No, no one's watching the Nets in New York. <laughs> well, but uh, yeah, Lakers. Did, did, did we get the? Did we get or did not we? But did the TV executives get the best matchup possible for the finals based on based on you know who was yeah, available absolutely. with with Boston and, and Golden State? Like those are going to be big drawing numbers for for the NBA finals for the NBA playoffs. You want to go to an NBA final game in Boston? You know how much a ticket is? Uh, yeah, but nobody outside of Boston cares. I don't I don't care either. Twelve hundred dollars <laughs> is the cheapest one I found. Twelve hundred dollars. Uh J Rod also said that I think until the NFL adopts one of these leagues as a partner and yes. has the ability to send down players that they want to develop, it just won't matter. And that's what I thought. I remember mentioning that on a, a previous episode. I'm like, wouldn't it make more sense to do not a minor league deal, but an affiliate kind of deal? Uh, World League? Hello? Yeah. Um, FXFL? <laughs> Anybody okay. remember the FXFL? I no remember. Yeah. yeah. Did they have like a team in Bo- the Boston Brawlers? I actually went to an FXFL game. They had at some, Harvard. Uh, Omaha, yeah, Omaha Austin, Nighthawks, yeah, Nighthawks, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Bolts. They played at the minor league ballpark. Uh, yeah, the Omaha at, was the Omaha Mammoth. Uh, yeah, I think I they were the Nighthawks, but there might have been another team called the Omaha Mammoth that well, actually played teams. in the fall. They actually, I think yes. that was a fall league. Yes, because okay. I went to a game on Halloween night at Harvard Stadium. It was about four degrees out, and there was about Ooh, fifty people there. That, but yeah, why? That, I like the logo. Would... It was like an old 19th century mm-hmm. knuckle brawler. That yeah. was a great yeah. logo. But why would the NFL need an affiliate? Well, have you seen some of the quarterbacks that stink it up in the NFL? Why not send them well, down yeah, to get but some training? All they have to do is throw out a couple of bucks, and, and there's a bunch of other quarterbacks that show yeah. up. They've got three on the bloody roster plus a practice Squad guy. No, no, yeah, absolutely know? right. Yeah, that's why we don't have one. Why do it they would, need more? No, it, it would be nice if the NFL had maybe like there was like a lower division where you know if you didn't make in the NFL, you can play somewhere and you can get some decent football in a non-NFL market, smaller stadium, smaller pricing. You know, kind of like, like in Edmonton or in Calgary or something like that. Yeah, but in the states, I mean, that's a different code of football. I mean, it's it's very similar. I get it, but. I'm just you know, like at one time there was a minor league system for like a kind of offshoot in the 60s and 70s. You know, you had the Pottsville Firebirds. There's a great video on YouTube about that team. And they would play at high school stadiums and, and they would pack in some decent crowds. I mean, just is it, is it the Continental Football League. Yeah, the Continental Football League, the Atlantic Coast Football League. You know, it, I've had some some of my friend's fathers play in that league way back when. And you're like, what are you talking about? Who, who are the Jersey Jays? And then you look it up. Oh, yeah, they used to play 50 years ago. It, it would be nice if the NFL had some kind of league where, you know, it wasn't working out for some guys. So you, you go to this other division to play and you just kind of test yourself out against other competition. That's very easy for me to say on this podcast because we're talking about contracts. We're talking about guys that are like, I'm not going down to some 
small little town in Pennsylvania to play football. But at one time, I mean, that's how Johnny Unitas, I think, was discovered. He was playing in some semi-professional team because uh, I think when he was first drafted, uh, they he got cut. I think it was Pittsburgh cut him. It, he wasn't drafted by the Colts, and then the Colts found him, and the rest is history. What about uh, what about the new the European League of Football? They're well, they're using all the all, oh, yeah. all the all the old worldly names. Oh, that's still that, exists. Hmm? That still that, exists too. The European League of Football. Yeah, is that that's like is that it's now it's going on right now actually. That's still a thing. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, it's the second. Yeah, it's the second year of it. I think. I think uh, I think I just read somewhere that a former Laurier quarterback just signed on with some Swedish team or something. Maybe in there. Uh, I don't know if they have. No, I, I don't know. That may be just regular European football. Uh, American. You know what I mean? <laughs> Bloomfield Rams. That's who Johnny Unitas played for okay. before going to the Colts. He got six dollars a game back in 1958 or 56. <laughs> I, I think for a lot of this stuff, it's about all about money too. I mean, you know, I saw some stuff recently for where Alouette's wide receiver Gina Lewis went down for for the spring game in Oklahoma where he played his ball, and they sold that damn place out. So you have seventy thousand people there to see spring ball. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, and, and now you look at the new XFL, which which wants to start basically in the in the depending on where their cities are going to be. They want to start right after the Super Bowl. You know, I don't think any other league did that except for the Arena League when they started right after. The, but that was indoors. But now they're going yeah, to play indoors. outdoors again in some of these markets in, in, yeah. the, in the winter. Yeah, like in New Jersey, you're going to be freezing your butt off. Yeah. I mean, who, who wants to see football unless, unless you can warm that stadium up or you get a bunch of people drunk and crazy and bundled up? Yeah, it's, it's not going to be a fun experience. And uh, like my brother used to have season tickets to the original XFL. And he said, yeah, it, it, it's cold out there. But, you know, you had a good group of guys that were just rowdy and dr- drinking and just enjoying football. So you kind of dealt with it. But I, I can't see that happening again. Yeah, a l- lot of question marks. You know, any league you start, whether it's a minor league baseball team, independent, uh, an independent basketball league with the, you know, concept, hey, we're going to put teams in non-NBA markets and people like basketball and we're going to get some local players that were popular in college. It's a lot of money for traveling, for insurance, for paying the players, for day-to-day operations. You And, and then if you have fans coming out and you have five people in your stadium, you know, word gets around that, hey, this is not what it's cracked up to be. And then owners start bleeding money and then they fold up shop. It's uh, it's a tough business to get into and that TV money is is where is where is what you need to succeed. Right, because that might be the big reason why these leagues don't draw big oh, crowds yeah. because there's so much out there. You can you don't have to truck yourself out to the ballpark or to the stadium to go catch a game and freeze your rear end off. You can just sit on your couch and watch any number of games right now. Yeah. yeah like for me, like in the New York market, you have the Rangers. If you're a Ranger fan, you're Invested in that team, trying to make the Stanley Cup go lightning. Uh, if you're a Yankee fan, best record in baseball, amazing pitching staff. Hopefully that deflates soon. And if you're a New York Mets fan like me, best record in the National League. So you're kind of focusing on it's June, those teams. Mark. It's June. Yeah, those teams. <laughs> hey, I'll I'll take best record in baseball rather than worst. You know, twelve in a row like the Angels. So you know, it's well, uh, 
They fired Joe Madden today. Yeah, they fired Joe Madden. But what I'm saying is, if you're in the New York market, you're like invested in those three teams and NFL, you know, training camps coming up in a few months. So, and if you're a Jet fan, optimistic, you think your team's going to make the playoffs this year. I don't know. So, yeah, that's where it comes back to competition. If you're a football fan, what what's a bigger deal right now? Is it the USFL, which I think uh, some of the folks at Fox were, were you know, shoving down some of their, their talk radio people's throats? Yes. Hey, Colin Cowherd, you need to talk some USFL. Like or, football. or is it the transfer portal, uh, NILs, uh, Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher peeing on each other? Like, even... <laughs> Even Birmingham, do you think they're talking about uh, about the Birmingham, whatever, the Stallions, I think it is? Or are they talking about, you know, what kind of an ass Jimbo Fisher is and how he's buying, uh, you know, buying players for Texas A&M and how St. Saint, Saint Nick is, is being hosed? Uh, it depends on the market. I mean, if, it, if, it's, if it's Birmingham, it's Alabama football. No doubt. <laughs> you know? Uh, I, I think, I mean, do you guys honestly believe when you hear from the USFL execs that it doesn't matter how many people that they have in the stands? I don't believe it for a minute. Well, when those numbers translate to TV numbers, for sure it matters, right? Like, you know, how hard was it for us to watch some stuff on COVID, in COVID, right? Where, where there was nobody there. And they piped in sound and it just, it just wasn't, it, it just wasn't the same. And, yeah. and I think the numbers proved it, right? Like when, when the, uh, I, I was looking at, at the, the CFL TV numbers for the beginning of 2021, they were like the best numbers in like 30 years or something Nice, because it was, well, it was the return of the CFL. It was from in front of real fans. It was an authentic experience. It wasn't like in front of a bunch of TV screens and, you know, God bless them. They all tried. The NHL tried real hard and, and, and the NBA tried in the bubble real hard and, and they did what they could, but it just, it was not the same. And so much of sports is, you know, to be part of the group. And if you're watching and you know, there's no group, a lot of people are going to stop watching. Yeah. I think it's pay too, because you, you, you guys are saying that it's, you know, the USFL is bad football. Where would you, you know, is it because of how much they're paying these guys? I mean, we don't know what they're being paid in the USFL. We don't know what they're going to be paid in the, in the new <laughs> XFL. We now know what they're going to be, what they're going to be paid in the CFL with the new CBA just being signed. That's going to be a huge in my opinion, I think it's going to be a, it could be a game changer because now you're going to be offering $75,000 minimum by the end of the contract. And you're going to have part partially guaranteed contracts, which as far as I know, have never been a thing in the CFL. I think I, I saw somewhere in, in my research that the USFL like contract numbers were about between 45 and, and 70,000. So I, I think, I think, the CFL doing that like that was out of necessity because like, I don't, I, from a, from a CFL perspective, I don't think they have anything to worry about. Um, 
you know, number wise, I don't think I don't think that people are going to flock to watch, you know, the USFL instead of the CFL up here. Uh, I think the danger is in in personnel that they're going to lose. They're, they're going to lose people. Now, they're not they're not going to lose their marquee people because those people are paid big money. Yeah. Right. You know, and, you're not. And it's now going to be partially guaranteed. Yeah. Which you're is, not going to lose like Levi Mitchell because he's paid big dollars. Right. He's not going to. The, the USFL is not going to have the money to pay Bo Levi Mitchell. And, and and he's smart enough to know, well, wait a second. Like, this is a different game. And, and I've had a lot of success up here. You know. Am I going to give it up, give up my, you know, six figure contract to go down there? Mm, probably not. Uh, Gregory Koch says the mistake was piping in sand instead of using natural sand in the empty stadium. When the Orioles hosted the White Sox in an empty Camden Yards due to the Freddie Gray shooting, they didn't pipe in sand in the broadcast with the unique experience and got huge ratings on MLB TV free game of the day in Masson. Piping and crowd noise is the sports equivalent of a laugh track mixed with white noise. <laughs> and laugh track of dead people. No, I, I agree with you. The uh, noise was a little silly. But, uh, you know, looking at some of the numbers this year for the uh, USFL, there's been some uh, weeks in the beginning of the season where they had over a million folks watching on the NBC broadcast. And I think the most recent numbers, they had 850,000 watching the Birmingham-Pittsburgh game, but then you had a Saturday afternoon game of 228,000 uh, on uh, Fox Sports 1, USA Network, 208,000 average. I, I mean, are those the numbers they're expecting? I mean, that's, I guess that's, that's the question. question. Are those, does that make it a success? Because we're looking at those numbers in a vacuum. They don't mean anything. Is that yeah. mean it's successful? Does that mean it's making money? Or is what, what does that mean? Those are arena league t- TV numbers, by the way. That two anywhere between two hundred and yeah. five five hundred thousand people. So, is I mean, I, does anybody think that there is any chance that the USFL and the XFL both last an entire season where they're competing against each other, like when they're both operating? It it, it would be next year. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> like, I, I after. After one year of both, like one of them's just going to go, and and you know I don't know or merge. Yes, I become suppose. the UXFL. The UXFL. <laughs> well, that that hey, that will drop that lawsuit well, from all those people. Yeah, from Axe what, to whatever whatever you want, whatever you do, if you're merging, don't let like the Rocks people create the logo because <laughs> you know Sue Bird and and her crew are gonna yeah are I, gonna I, fleece I, those guys. I don't get that logo. It's, <laughs> it's bad. And they stole it. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. It looks like uh, <laughs> spray on uh, deodorant. <laughs> How do you get away with stealing something, but then stealing something so bad? Uh, That's what I don't understand. It's <laughs> like, it's just bleh. So not only did you come up with, come up with something bleh, but you stole the bleh. I still the bleh. You the bleh. So, you, you're worth a lot more than that, Mr. Johnson. Can you? No. No. It's called not doing due diligence. We've seen it, that oh. kind of crap all the time. It doesn't matter. Ah. And and I you know, I don't know. Maybe nice. maybe Dan's excited about the XFL, but I 
the when, when the XFL was talking about about I don't this, give a rat's okay. ass about the XFL. You're, I you're always do, smelling what The Rock is cooking. I do oh. not care. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care about his TV show. I said on stream the other night, I think I like he's an show. overrated. <laughs> oh, The Young Rock, is it good? I've heard yeah. I've heard people say great, but I, I don't care. It's better than Keaton. The CFL, I, I hate to hate say it, the, CS, the CFL stuff is pretty damn funny the, for the oh. two episodes. Oh, oh. I missed that. I'll have to see that. Yeah, it was pretty fun. I think he's overrated as an actor too. I, I so, like The Rock. I, so Dan, you know, he's fine. So Dan, what are you saying about The Rock? Nothing. It doesn't matter what you say about The Rock. <laughs> oh. I like The Rock. I will probably edit that. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so when when the CFL and XFL were having exploratory talks, and everybody yeah. was losing their minds up here. There was all this talk about how The Rock was this marketing genius. And I was like, you know, he's he's done well for himself as a wrestler, obviously. He's done well for himself in Hollywood. And as an entrepreneur. We got to get and as an entrepreneur. <laughs> but w- what's the entrepreneur? I, I, and maybe I'm missing it, but. His, uh, 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 the vodka, is it the vodka? What do you think? His, his alcohol. And his uh, uh, drinks. I can't, I can't remember the, for the life of me for the moment. But I. So that's he, some good marketing. That's some no, good marketing. Under Armour. Tim, he's the face Tim of Under Armour. He doesn't even remember what it is. Well, he, but he's also the face of Under Armour. <laughs> okay. Well, is Steph Curry a marketing genius? You know, my kid wears everything that says Steph Curry. I think, I think there are other people who are in on that. But I don't tequila. know. Tequila. Termana tequila. The Rock's tequila. Yes. Okay. After you drink it, you don't smell what anyone's cooking. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I think to have him as, well, if he's anything other than the face of this football league, it it it, it seems to me to be a pretty big stretch. And then it's a Zoa energy drink. I've never even heard of that. It's good. <laughs> But I don't like. I don't know. I, I what? Why? Why is there this fascination? Like, why is there this belief that there is this insatiable love for for football? Like, I understand love for football. I just don't think it's insatiable. Well, I, I think it's. I think it's. It's kind of tapped out. Well, Paul, Mark, Dan, where do you rank football when it comes to sports that you can watch? I know it's only a sampling of three people in the from the U.S., but mm-hmm. where do you rank pro football? Well, I'll say football. Football. Like my, my favorite sport to watch. Yeah, yeah. Where would you put football within your favorite sports? Uh, second after baseball. Okay. Yeah, Paul. Definitely. Every year I say I'm going to watch less football, and every year I'm glued to my couch every Sunday. So, but is it pro or college or both? Just pro for me. Yeah, okay. just pro for me as well. And, and Dan? Uh, the bottom, right right above Pond Scum. No. You watch Pond Scum? Right oh, above yeah, the Yeah, I will watch the scum of the pond grow. No, uh, uh, in all seriousness, um, it's quickly, and this is mostly be coming from a toxic, 
tox the toxicity of being an Eagles fan. Um, less and less and less as the years went on. As the older I got, I watched less of it because I was kind of like, mm-hmm, "I'll be over here." Um, to the point where I watch Eagles games and anything else, I will turn it off. And for a while there, I wasn't even watching the Eagles. So football is my least favorite. Hockey, basketball, baseball of the four major: baseball, football. Okay. But football has always been, like, it's always been marketed very well because of its scarcity, right? Like, Paul, you said it right. I'm, I'm glued to yeah. my couch on Sunday. Well, right. you know exactly when it is. Now, maybe being a Patriots fan, you got to, like, because they're being flexed in and out. And up oh, and down, I don't want to watch Thursdays the Patriots and this and week. Whatever. Yeah. And, and you know what else about football or pro fo- the NFL is that it's the only sport where I will consistently watch other teams that are not my hometown team. But it's become appointment viewing, right? Like I, one of the reasons I think hockey became as big as it did is because it became appointment viewing. It was Saturday night in Canada. That's we hockey night in Canada, Saturday night, Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> and, and now you've got to look it up to figure it out. Right. And when you don't have to look it up to figure it out, I think it does that much better. So I don't have to look up to know that the NFL is on Sunday, right? My, my son wants to know when the Stanley Cup playoffs start or when the Stanley Cup finals start. <laughs> Nobody knows when the Stanley Cup finals are going to start, right? No lie. It, it's, there, there's, there's too much change. There's too much confusion. I mean, baseball is the opposite. Baseball is like every day. So... Um, but that scarcity and that simplicity in the schedule, I think, has been so strong for football. Like, even in, in those football hotbeds, it's like, okay, we know we watch our, our, our high school team on Friday night. We watch our college team on Saturday. We watch our pro team on Sunday. You know, you watch the local high school on Friday. You watch the Texas Longhorns on Saturday. You watch the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. That's we, that's. So where do you fit somebody else in? Exactly. And then, you know, then you have to look it up and then you have to know and then, you know, you have to figure it out. And people don't want to figure stuff out. Does there need to be 12 months of football? Because that obviously that's what it is now. Whether it be gridiron, outdoor, indoor, college, pro. I mean... I mean, soccer Soccer basically goes year-round. Mm-hmm. And I think more people would rather see a soccer team in their market than a spring football league Yeah, team, whether it's USFL, XFL. I mean, the XFL, I, I think, could, could have a nice chance in some of the markets since we did see success, such as Seattle. I had some friends I went to Houston to see games. They had a good time. Uh, as long as you have some decent ticket pricing, you make it a spectacle every week, you know, which has got to be like a circus kind of atmosphere for the fans. Uh, you know, give them something special. I know growing up going to Generals games and then going to New York, New Jersey nights in the World League of American Football, the selling point there was, hey, you can't get a Giants ticket unless you know somebody or uh, you're not going to pay outlandish prices to see a Jet game. 
you know, these are affordable tickets. You can have springtime tailgate. You know, you can uh, see a laser light show. You can hear some, you can see dancers, because I don't think both the Jets and Giants had cheerleaders back then. So it was really sold for the whole family entertainment value, uh, along with seeing some good football. So it's, uh, it, people keep trying it, you know, every now and then you, you're like, there's no way somebody's going to try to attempt to do something again with another professional football team. And then boom, you got the United football, the, the FXFL or the continental football league or USFL or XFL one, two, three. It's, you, you can make a whole list and put them in an alphabet Super Bowl and right. you'd be you'd be shocked. I mean, and people lose a lot of money uh, trying to make these leagues work. And, you know, it's great when you have a nice story. Oh, this guy started off in this small league and now he's an NFL all pro, but it doesn't happen all the time. You also look at the at the location. You're going back to USFL. How many team, how many how many pro teams has Birmingham? Yes, had? yes. Yeah. <laughs> Believe in me, they would love to have an NFL team. It's like, guys, can you give us an NFL team? We've had the World Football League. And <laughs> we've had the World League of American Football, USFL. We've had Arena Football, Indoor Football, AFL too. Just give us an NFL team. Yeah. And I think they would, I think that would be a great market for an NFL team. I mean, they would support it. I I think the NFL in Alabama is irrelevant. Yeah, it's college. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Alabama, Auburn, and then UAB, and then Alabama State, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. I'm telling you right now, I would put more. Uh, this is no. just my personal opinion. I would put more effort into watching the Philadelphia Stars if they played anywhere remotely near Philadelphia. Yeah, so, too. I, like in Chester. I Maybe. I know it's a even Chester, even at PPL Park or or whatever the hell they call it now, Subaru Subaru. Super um, Fresh Stadium. Super Fresh Stadium. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what they call it. Pathmark, Pathmark Park. Eagle106.com. Eagle106, yeah, yeah. Field. Q102.9 <laughs> field. Um, no, I just, it's really that simple for me. I've tried to watch this. I, and then I'm like, I get a few plays and I'm like, there's nobody there. It's Birmingham. And I'm trying to support the team and retweeting stuff because I want it to work because it's another team about in Philadelphia. I can argue with every one of my friends within towns that are more successful than me about how much we suck. Uh, shout out to Ralph. Um, Golden State Warriors, I know. whoop de doo uh, I, I, I just need it home. I need, it, I need home games. I need away games. I need the... Alternate uniforms. I need alternating. I, I need that. I need that to I get that. You will start me to get me invested. I understand the the league had to start this way, but give me something for next year. Uh, there's s- s- five stadiums you can play in in Philadelphia or in Philadelphia proper. That's yeah, just a, me. It's not like you're lacking stadiums now. Can you rent them out? That's a different story. Depends on how big, how much, <laughs> how many fans they want in them. Mm-hmm. But then again, as we're seeing with a lot of the MLS stuff, bigger does not necessarily does not necessarily mean better. Right. Fill up a twenty thousand seat stadium, or have play in an empty fifty thousand seat stadium. All right. So um, we're we're coming up against it. So I want to wrap up with just uh, I guess a really simple question, which is the topic of our show: Is there a need? For all this football, or can all this football survive? Nope. 
Nope. I don't. Not when it's the same. Not when it's the exact same with inferior players. I don't think so. Yeah. What's the XFL come this? You know, come twenty twenty three. What are they going to do different than the USFL? There's only so many rules, as I mentioned before. Only so many rules that you can tweak. Some of them are cool, I will admit. But drop a football from a helicopter at center field and start that way, like a rugby. No game. turkeys. Drop I was turkeys. Say turkeys. From turkeys. No, no, turkeys. turkeys. They're, they're not going to have that scrub again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, what league was that? That was the, the original that XFL. The XFL. <laughs> Where's my Smash Mouth football? They like Dick Buck is ticked off at the NFL. You know, yeah, you're right. Like, how many innovations can you ha- innovations can you have? Uh, do I think it can succeed, but not when you have the USFL and the XFL trying to do that do things at the same time. You would have to have one league. You know, if you go back yeah. to the NASL, that came out of two competing professional soccer leagues in 1967 to 68. So you, you're going to have to have all the best minds, all the money, all the network, being able to say, "Hey, we're going to put our money into this league." We're going to have to see a certain return that's going to help generate the money to move the league. And if you can develop some players, like if the goal is to develop players to go in the NFL, or is it to have players become stars in that league and and prosper? You know, will the league benefit from saying, hey, you know, so-and-so got to start here in the USFL. Now he's playing for the Giants or the Eagles. You know, what's the goal that they want? But you know who's who's going to know that though? And is it, everybody knows the story of Kurt Warner. Yes, that's the thing. It, it, it would be a totally different story for you know for for Billy Bob to come in from the USFL and to make it to another league. He still has to go up. It does not necessarily doesn't doesn't necessarily mean he's going to make it to the NFL. He may have to go to the CFL first and then yes. then back into the NFL. Or with this new stuff that's out there, the. Um, uh, these these mini camps, these training camps like Hub, that are out there, where they bring in free agents and and they have big names that's associated with these training camps, and these guys are picked up by these different leagues. So, or go play in Europe. Football's huge in Europe. American football's huge in Europe. Why else would they start the the you know their European league again? That was like a money issue for them because I, I thought some of those uh, cities in Germany drew well. They did. Uh, Why yeah. do you think the NFL is going to Germany this year? Yeah, no, they they like they. There's a market for that. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. But All right. yeah, you, you, one. I think just one spring football league. Yes, one because I think it'll be a disaster. In Canada. Well, we're not a spring football league. <laughs> That's true. We're more of a summer football. Uh-huh. It's amazing to me that baseball, hockey can have all these mostly mostly sustaining minor leagues and one extra football league, not including the CFL, is a problem. That tells me all I need to know about football yep. but as Dan, far as its popularity to answer Dan, the question. Dan, didn't MLB just recently con- contract the minors? Yeah, forty yes. teams, but yeah. most so of you those, know teams what? those forty are still teams are all are all surviving. Yeah, they're yeah. All they're I was going to say they're surviving, so. and they're and in the, the AHL and the hockey. We talked, we joked about the ECHL, but the AHL, the ECHL, you know, That's, they're and all, and all the juniors, all the junior leagues, too. all the junior yeah. leagues, the SPHL. 
but we can't get one ten uh, week spring we, league. We can't get one spring league to lead it, Birmingham. That's is the, the NFL is a fluke? Question mark. I think it. I think it'll be interesting once the with the announcement for the XFL and the USFL is done after they play their championship game in Canton. Wouldn't it be interesting if they announced Birmingham as a franchise? Wouldn't that signal the beginning of the end potentially? Probably. Well, I thought I saw a list of ten teams that uh, I, I didn't see a New York Market Club, but uh, so they're not going back. Yeah, they're going to they're going to Orlando from Tampa. San Antonio, I saw on the list. Yeah, I think they're going to go to warmer spots. Did you notice that? If it's spring football after after in February, it looks like they're going mm-hmm. to warmer spots. That would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. And I want to say I saw Washington on that list as well, which is not a warmer climate. But I think a lot of people were surprised by the success of them playing at Audi Field and and being that the Commanders, or uh, you know, nobody loves that team as much as they used to. It's a it's a right time to try to take advantage of some younger fan base. Mm-hmm. And plus, let plus. me pop pop that Commanders bubble. They are not going to Northern Virginia. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> Not happening. All right. Well, that's where we're going to wrap things up now so we don't end up with a 90-minute podcast, guys. Um, Tim. And another thing. Oh. And another thing. Excellent, excellent points all around, guys, but we do have to call it at some point. I do need to go eat. Um, Tim, thanks for coming back and joining us. You want to give a shout-out to your uh, social media presence so our many very listeners can follow you along yeah for sure uh thanks for having me and i'm i'm i'll be more than happy to come back again um you can follow me on on twitter at repact it's r-e-p-p-a-c-t and if you want to hear uh the podcast that i've been doing for the last seven seasons for the uh, for the montreal alouettes a fan podcast you can head over to alouettesflightdeck.ca all right thanks um Let's just run right down the line, I guess. Uh, Dan, where can our listeners follow you online? DanLaw83. Mark, how about you? And uh, hey, any stadium journeys uh, worth talking about? Uh, I don't think I've been anywhere. I I do have some plan for next week. Uh, You can follow me at Ballpark Hunter uh, on YouTube or Twitter. You can also check out a line, the Ballpark Hunter t-shirt collection at Old Fort Baseball. Uh, com old fort baseball co.com uh, we have two great shirts designs uh, i haven't been anywhere but uh i'm going to austin to see my cousin on friday so i hope to get to a sugarland cowboys game a round rock express austin weirdos which would be my first pecos league team and uh, I hope I'm saying this right. The Seguin River Monsters, their Texas Collegiate League brand new team this year, and they play just north of San Antonio. If I can get to all four, I'll be a happy camper. But if I could get to two or three of them and hit some more barbecue stands, that make me happy as well. <laughs> and uh, follow all that on Ballpark Hunter. Uh, Dave, any uh, tra- recent travels, future travels for you, and where can our listeners follow along? Uh, you can follow me at Profan9 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, heading to the Buffalo Bisons this weekend. They're playing some weird happy face team. I don't know. 
Never heard of them Woo before. Socks. Woo socks. Woo socks. Uh, and then uh, at the beginning of July, it's it's going to be my first CFL games of the year. So I got uh, I got the long weekend jam packed with CFLness. Uh, cool. Tiger Cats and the uh, the Argos Tabbies. on the same weekend. So that's going to be going to be big fun. And you can follow that at Profan Nine. All right, let's see. And as far as myself, over the last couple of weeks, I hit a Connecticut Sun game over at Mohegan Sun Arena. Always a fun time there. Very underrated arena, in my opinion. So, a lot of fun yeah, there. Looks nice. Yeah, and uh, I was actually at the uh, NCAA, NCAA Lacrosse Championships on Memorial Day. Got to see Maryland finish their uh, wire-to-wire number one season with a pretty convincing win over Cornell over at Wrenchler Field in Hartford. Speaking of old places that used to Post alternate football. Wrenchler Stadium was the home of the Connecticut somebody's for one Defenders, season. the Sentinels. Were they, were they the Defenders? No, the Connecticut Defenders were, a were the Sentinels. Baseball teams. I don't know. Anyway, they played at Wrenchler Field in the AA. Was it the AAF? Yes, I think it was. Or the. Oh, God. Yeah. I, well, well, anyway. I'm getting mixed up too. Yeah. So um, uh, I don't really have anything. Definitely planned over the next couple of weeks. Uh, probably be at Campanelli Stadium, acting as your voice of the Brockton Rocks quite a few times. And aside from that, uh, it's summer college baseball time. So that means hitting up the Cape for the Cape Cod League and the nice. New England League. So uh, I'm sure I'll be doing a lot. You can follow my travels at Puckman RI. All right. So they were the New York Sentinels. They moved to Hartford, became the Colonials. And that was in the United Football League. And 2009 to 2010. There you got go. about you, you thought you thought we forgot about those guys. Where Jay Gruden got his first head coaching job. Yeah, see, that's uh, uh, gridiron head coaching job. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, folks, remember you can find all of our 2,500 plus stadium reviews, news items, and other featured stories on our website, stadiumjourney.com. Connect with us on our social media channels at Stadium Journey. You can find the audio versions of this podcast by searching HIAC Talk Radio Network, wherever you look for your favorite podcast. Look for video simulcasts on Stadium Journey's YouTube page and our classic back catalog of episodes at vocnation.com. And live streams happen every other Tuesday night. Well, almost every other Tuesday night. It is summertime. At 7 Eastern at danlaw.tv. The reason I say almost every other weekend, every other week, is because in two weeks we are taking some time off we're not going to be doing a show uh basically you can blame me my announcing schedule is throwing a monkey wrench into the whole summer routine we will be back in four weeks on july wow. 5th so uh, yeah it, for, our next show will be in july and uh we'll be, be discussing uh you know the new tax codes and how to best invest your money for the future uh thanks everyone for your support for tuning in tonight for, for Tim, Dan, Mark, and Dave, this is Paul wishing you all safe stadium journeys and close games. Hope to see you on the road real soon. Be safe out there.